Welcome to Kaya, the college and young adult ministry of Midtown Baptist Temple, a ministry seeking to pursue a deeper faith in Jesus Christ through God's Word, fellowship, and prayer. Restore the Joy six years ago, which is crazy to think about. Um, and one of the lyrics in that song that I wrote that we sing sometimes is, um, it feels, well, it says, I've hid your word, but it fails to reach my feet. I feel comfortable as I drown in apathy. Mm. So that lyric was really powerful as God was dealing with me on this retreat. Um, because leading up to it, there was a lot of deep feelings of bitterness and anger and frustration, which gave way to apathy um, in my walk. And at first I couldn't articulate why um, I was feeling this way. It was just frustrating cycle in my mind that kept repeating itself. Um, and I shared with Julia and Leah um, Friday night after an amazing session and we're finally there and it should be really exciting. And I was just like, I don't feel like I care and I don't know why and I am not this person and I know it's true but like I don't know why I feel this way um, and then lo and behold Brandon's final point of the morning session was talking about apathy um, it he said set us free from apathy and then I looked back at Julia and Lydia and I was just like okay <laughs> and I just start crying and I can't stop crying the entire time he's talking um, because the truth is, I, like Jonah, am prone to sleep. Um, and when I have an inkling that a storm is coming, or if I find myself amidst one, I look at everything happening around me, and the fog sets in because I let it, and then I sleep. Um, so then Brandon said something that was really helpful for me in discerning what to do with that, um, because he said, it's not because we don't care. We really do care. We care a lot. Um, but we are just pained and fearful of the potential outcomes that could come with moving forward in faith. So when certain storms are directed towards me um, for my refining and my conforming to look like my father, I sleep um, knowing exactly what I'm doing, but I'm fearful and, and I'm pained about what could come. I sleep because I'm fearful of change coming in Bible study. And to sleep feels easier than to trust him amidst the pain that comes with relationships changing. I sleep because I'm fearful that following Christ will eventually lead to storms that could lead to the loss of loved ones or lead to the loss of a spouse. Like these sounds are irrational, but it's counting the cost again and again. And those are things I think about. I sleep because as fog of pride sets in, I justify why I deserve to sleep. Um, that I've worked hard and the outcomes aren't what I expected and I'm disappointed so I justify my sleep. Um, and I felt all this fear and the pains um, during Brandon and Dan's sermon kind of coming to the, the surface and, and in that I missed the joy of seeing God's faithfulness and what he actually is doing around me all the time because I'm, well, I'm sleeping and I can't see um, when I'm sleeping. I can't see God's hand and I can't see his goodness amidst it. 
Um, and so, like the Mariners, but in a much more gentle and loving way, I just felt like the, the culmination of this entire time was God just being like, why, why hast thou done this? Like, why have, why have you let this happen over and over again? And so, yeah, I thought that maybe by sleeping, I'd be able to wake up and find that the burden and weight that comes with fear and pain and living on mission would be gone, but that's not what God called me to, and that's not how I'm called to live. Um, the only thing to really do is to wake up, to awake out of my sleep, and then to be willing to die, which just sounds really dramatic, but like, those are the things that proceed. Like, I wake up, I see what God has called me to, and I have to be dead to any other expectation that I have for my life, and that's where my life will be found. So zeal and passion, and Brandon and I were talking about this, can be maintained through drawing near, um, and that starts with repentance. It starts with confessing that I've been far and confessing that I've let callousness take over because I'm fearful. It's not because I don't care, even though I like to convince myself that that's why. Um, I don't have to sleep and I don't have to be tossed by the waves. Um, I need to recognize whose I am and the joy that I get to live for. And it was crazy because Sam's the verse that Sam mentioned in 2 Corinthians 7.11 is the exact opposite of apathy, which I thought was just perfect. It said, for behold, the selfsame thing that you sorrowed, so you repented after a godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you. Yea, what clearing of, our, of yourselves, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement, I can't say that word, desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge in all things, ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. Like that's the opposite of all the things that apathy produces. It's that zeal, it's that, that fear, that indignation, the desire, like it's that passion that God, by, just by drawing near to him, continually reproduces and continually fills us with. And that we don't, yeah, just to be encouraged that we don't have to slumber, we don't have to sleep because of the unknown. Like we get to rest, we get to draw nigh. And so that song, which is crazy to be reflecting on, is just that last line of like, teacher, take my hand and lead. Those steps be slow, and according to your will, I will go. And so God has just brought me back to that a lot of times, and this was just really needful in ways I wouldn't have expected. So that's it. Uh, hey. Um, okay, so I'm going to share what the Lord told me over this weekend. Um, a little bit about me before, because I don't know all you guys. Uh, I... Uh, Went to high school, at least I went west. Um, I was a Christian since I was in middle school. Um, started hanging out with Brandon and some other people from this ministry and the ministry in Lee Summit. And um, God just showed me the power of his word. Um, and uh, so I decided to come here after I graduated. And um, I've just been uh, growing since then. Um, I started discipleship about a month and a half ago. Um, and uh, I've been growing through that. And um, I've been growing in knowledge of the word and um, becoming a bigger part of ministry. Um, but before retreat started, um, I felt like I was in this place where I was like doing all of like the, the right things, like going through the motions of um, being part of Bible study and being in discipleship and um, developing relationships with people um, around ministry. Um, but I felt like even in like making time for the Lord every day, I wasn't, um, taking stock of my own relationship with Jesus Christ and, and what he continually means to me. And uh, that, like uh, Lisa, created apathy in me. It created fear in me um, because 
um, I just kind of started getting further and further away of um, what Christ was going to mean to the people around me, my school, my friends, uh, my lost family members, um, because I was not uh, continually um, thinking about what that meant in my life and, and what salvation and what sanctification and what a, a continued relationship and reliance on Jesus Christ looks like in my life. And and, um, and uh, one of the big things that I struggle with even on retreat was uh, double-mindedness and, and um, you know, a, a rift in my relationship with Jesus Christ um, created uh, this passion for, like, myself and, like, what do I want? What do I want out of ministry? And what do I want out of relationships that I have with people in ministry? Um, and so I develop, like, daydreams and fantasies about um, what I want to be, what I want to get out of my relationship with the Lord. And, um, and it continued to create this fear and apathy inside of me. Um, and uh, I was really struggling with that throughout retreat, even um, getting a lot of, like, good practical um, biblical uh, teaching from Dan and Brandon. Um, it wasn't until the last um, day of retreat, uh, Brandon was preaching about um, double-mindedness and, and talked about how you guys deal with this double-mindedness all the time, and um, you're trying to figure out a way out, and the answer is you're not actually intimately connected with the Lord. And, and he, uh, he just said, draw nigh to God now. And um, that just, like, broke me. <laughs> because I was like faking it. I was totally faking it. Um, and uh, he gave a verse, uh, James 4, 8. It says, draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Uh, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Um, and uh, he described purification um, as uh, this continual like lifestyle of repentance, continual dynamic coming to Jesus Christ um, with, with what we know he's put on our hearts, with what we know um, uh, is burning us, what we know is impeding uh, our ability to be obedient and laying that down at his cross um, in light of what he did for us um, and and repenting from it. And, and so, um, yeah, that was uh, really big for me. And, and uh, that's kind of uh, where my head is at, is, is making my quiet time um, more focused on what I need to repent from and um, and how I can see that in light of the uh, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, yeah, that's what I learned. Okay, so um, so night one of retreat, I'm actually going to take it back there. Uh, Dan, so Dan was our speaker, our evening speaker at retreat, and Brandon was introducing him, and they were going back and forth, like, giving testimonies about each other, and um, and it was, like, really sweet to me, so obviously, like, the preaching hadn't even, like, begun and um and so Brandon's testimony of, of Dan was uh like he was his discipler like Dan discipled Brandon and he was the one who um who was the pastor over Kaya before he was sent out to Living Faithly Summit and um and so he so Brandon like took over this ministry and it was something that Dan had already begun like there were a tight-knit group of people who were already like laboring and they were already um like, doing the work, and they were, like, about it, and they were faithful, and, um, and so, and they were getting equipped, and it, so it was, like, prime time, and Kai, like, it was not this big, and, um, so Brandon came in at that time, and Dan went to Lee Summit, and, um, and so something, uh, Brandon said was he, he took what, what Dan gave him, and, um, and Dan's testimony of Kaya was that he felt an overwhelming amount of peace when he 
gave Brandon the um, this ministry, and um, so so yeah, so both Dan and Brandon they knew God's calling for their lives, and and they just owned it, and so we, and so Dan talked a, a lot about like God's calling um, just on their life, and he he preached in um, in Jeremiah in chapter one um, verses one through ten, and um, and then it hit me, and I was like oh, this is me and Brooke. Like, th- what's happening right now is, um, like, that's that's me and Brooke. And so the preaching hadn't even begun. Like, they're just, you know, Brandon's, like, introducing Dan, and I'm just, like, a mess and just, like, thinking about that. Um, so Brooke is my Bible study leader, and she's moving to Boston to plant a church, um, to, to be a part of a church plant. Um, and um, <laughs> and so, so I'm thinking about, like, the girls in our Bible study and... Um, and who they are to Brooke, like, Brooke has, like, poured her life out to these girls, and, um, yeah, they're, like, her ride or dies, they're her day ones, like, these girls are so, like, she loves them, and she will tell you that, like, she spends so much time with them, and has invested so much into them, and, um, and so these are the faithful girls that I, and so, um, you know, Brooke leaves, and I'm, I'm, like, taking over, it's it's like a Dan Brandon thing, and I'm like coming in. It's not like a Bible study split, but it's just like a Bible study like baton pass, you know. And and um and sometimes like um I like try and like lose the baton, or like I'll sneak it back in her bag, and and, <laughs> and she knows like she knows you know my tricks, and um. <laughs> but I like felt like so unqualified. Like um, she's like discipled two of these girls, and um you know, and I'm coming in, like, I don't even know what I'm doing, (laughs) and, um, so Dan starts preaching from Jeremiah, and he's sharing how Jeremiah reacted to the call in God's life, and, um, Jeremiah's, like, he said he was around, like, 17, and, and, you know, God's, like, calling him to do this, like, great work, and, and Jeremiah's, like, so reluctant, like, he doubts himself, um, so he doesn't doubt the call, like, he just doubts himself, and I, like, found myself doing that, um, so, (laughs) So, Jeremiah 1, 9, um, the last part, it says, I have put my words in thy mouth, and that's God talking to Jeremiah. And um, and so God told Jeremiah, like, it wasn't about him. Like, it's not about, it's not about me. Like, Brooke doesn't actually trust me. Like, she trusts that God <laughs> is going to work through me. And, um, and so a key point that Dan shared was that God qualifies you for the work when he calls you to it. So I was like, well, what am I called to do? Well, I'm called to lead this Bible city at UMKC. Like, I know that. Um, I'm called to continue investing in these girls. Um, and so I need to buy the field. I need to, like, double down on what this looks like for me. Like, I'm not Brooke, so it's going to look different. Um, like, I'm going to fail them. It's just, it's going to look, it's going to look different. But, um, like, I want to be that for you. And I want, and through that, like, I'm going to lean into the Lord through all of that and, so I'll end with this, 2 Timothy 2, 20 through 21. It says, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. And if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a, a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. So all I am is a vessel. Um, God can do the work through me. He can do the pouring and um, and he can use me. He can give me the words like Jeremiah 1.9. Um, so I'm not qualified outside of him, but I'm a qualified vessel.
All right, so so um, fall retreat, yeah, great, right? Okay, um, so starting fall retreat, it was different. It was kind of it was weird. So it started weird. So I was gonna be picking up the Florida team at the airport in the morning, and then we were all gonna drive to Arkansas. So with that being known, Sierra called me at Thursday morning, and she was like yo, you don't have to pick us up at the airport anymore. We missed our flight. I was like, what? So, like, you're not coming? And then she was like, oh, no, we're coming. And I was like, uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, we rented a car. We're driving 15 hours to get there. So I was like, oh, sweet. So anyway, so <laughs> that was kind of like uh, it kind of threw me off because like all the planning of it and I was going to be like oh yeah I was looking forward to like the drive and like seeing everyone and stuff and like God was like nah man like chill like you don't plan like how you're going to get poured into you're not going to plan how this fall tree is going to go and so through that I got to ride with Bobby and so that was pretty cool so yeah I got to get to know him a lot so yeah that was fun the drive was good and so anyways going into fall tree I was more stressed and like not feeling too good about it because like everything wasn't going as I planned, and God was like, yo, like, let me work through you and stuff, so, yeah, so, Fall Retreat was really visionary, and, like, it gave me a lot of clarity, and, um, steps moving forward, because, so, anyways, so, my testimony kind of starts with last year's Fall Retreat, so, I was meeting with Brandon for coffee, um, like, a month ago or so, and we were talking about how Fall Retreat brought me here last year and how he said uh he was talking about God's calling on our life as well and he said that God calls us to a people not a place that was last year and so I took that as not people for me to minister to but more people to invest in my life because I was looking for colleges at that time and like I didn't want to be here because I knew I was gonna have to grow spiritually and I like didn't want that I kind of just wanted to do what I wanted to do and like live in my flesh and like be at a different school and away from everything so I can like sorry um so yeah then Brandon was like <laughs> so Brandon was like well now <laughs> I gave up <laughs> so Brandon was like now you could uh change that and flip that message to be like well now you're at Rockers God obviously called you there through finances and scholarships and everything and he has you there like he worked you out to be there and stuff and now you can flip that message and be like Rockers is now your people like now that's your people to minister to it's not just a place for you to be in school and stuff so I was like and he was talking about his vision for all of Kansas City and stuff and how he wants Bible studies in every city and stuff and he's like yeah like you're the guy at Rockers like you need to be starting a Bible study there like you need to be praying about that and getting that and I was like nah I'm not prepared, like, I got to get disciple first, going to get my heart right, and all this stuff, and, like, I was making excuses, and, like, Dan really touched on that, and then the day before retreat, Jorge was talking to me, and he was like, yo, you got to start a Bible study at Rockers, and I was like, nah, like, got to get disciple, going to get my heart right, and stuff, and then Dan, like, shut all of that down, like, I am qualified, like, through Christ and through like my salvation and through his death, burial, and resurrection, like that's all I need to know to start a Bible study. Like that's all other people need to know about. So yeah, um, God is going to use me like through what I have and through like 
the gifts I already have and through the knowledge I already have to communicate that. And then my heart will get there. Like my heart is going to be for those people. And so he used the example in Exodus of uh, taking Moses' staff and like taking it, throwing it on the ground. And then like Moses' staff was like key to his character, like key to Moses' like personality and everything. And God was like, no, nah, throw it on the ground. And so he threw it on the ground, became a snake. And then he was like, all right, pick it back up. And then he picked it back up. And then that became like how God took what he already had and made it his own. And so in a way we were talking about how we were going to minister in like our ministry polls and stuff and like ministry pools. Like we had the meeting with our Grandview thing. So for me, it was like basketball. Where's Elijah? Where's Elijah? Elijah. Yeah. So um, basketball was like our thing. So like, I was like, yo, we should just start basketball at rockers. So now we're going to be doing basketball at rockers and stuff doing that there so that's going to be a good fishing hole for that so that was one practical thing to do but another thing holding me back from like wanting to step forward and taking steps forward was fear and Brandon touched a lot on that and like he and one thing he said was instead of fearing God we're fearing our circumstances and like we're fearing the opinion other people have on us but really like we don't need to fear them because like the only thing that matters about them is their soul like their personality, their opinion of what they think of the gospel, like, that has nothing to do with anything. Like, we just need to be worried about their soul and, like, them coming to Christ and getting to know Jesus more. And so, like, that was big on me. And so in Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 3, 7, and also Sam talked about fear today, too, in Proverbs and stuff. So that was kind of cool because I was studying that out. But in Proverbs 3, 7, it says, Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. And so... Another thing that ties to that is Job twenty eight twenty eight, which Sam also said today. And it said, uh, And unto a man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to part from evil is understanding. So, like, we don't need to fear. Like, that is a big hindrance to, like, me being able to minister to other people, me being able to minister to people at Rockers, me being able to minister to my roommate and, like, my dorm and, like, my classmates and everything. Like, I feared what they thought. Like, that's always been a thing to fear like what they thought of me so I have to destroy fear like flee from it completely like Brandon was saying and so steps cool steps that he said was to rest in the all-powerful hands of God uh stop feeding the flesh and get accountability and then to walk away from the temptation so all of that to say like fear and like the thought of everyone else like that's vision for my future and vision for me to need to begin to fear the Lord because that's always been like a problem and stuff. And so in Romans 6, 6, um, let me turn there. Okay, so Roman, before I read it, just have this in mind. Romans is the sixth book of the New Testament. It's the sixth chapter and the sixth verse, so... Just have that in mind. Okay, so knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. And then, so that was a big thing because not fearing the Lord, that's sin. Like, we need to be in constant fear of the Lord. And like Brandon said that if you aren't turning to God, then whatever you're turning to, that's vain. Like, that isn't good. You need to always be turning to the rock, running to the rock, like Andrew was saying and stuff. So... If I'm not fearing God, 
then it's vain. Like whatever else I'm fearing, the fearing like the thought of other people, that's vain. Like I can't be fearing the thoughts of other people. I need to solely fear the Lord and like rest in his comfort and rest in his like knowledge and strength and be courageous through that. And so I'm going to leave with this verse. Uh, Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. So big takeaway was that I need not fear other people. I need to fear the Lord. I need to fear him and take steps and make things applicable towards his ministry and ministry at Rockers, ministry through basketball, ministry, ministry through like every pool I'm in and be purposeful when I go to like coffee shops, when I go anywhere, like through Bible study, through studying, through my quiet time, like all of that, I need to be fearing the Lord in that and not doing it out of living the Christian life and it getting in the way of Christ. So, yeah. Hi. <laughs> I'm Jaded. And um, just like I don't know a lot of you, so I'm just going to give a little background. Um, I went to Lee Summit West High School, and I've been here for about like three years, but first year was a crazy year, and I really didn't connect with the Lord, and I wasn't saved yet, and I grew up in a home where no one really talked about God, and God was just kind of put on the back burner, and was really a weird situation, so um, I was saved like two years ago, I think now, and I'm just thankful to be here, and I'm thankful that, yeah, that I'm here, and that God is using me in different ways now, and I'm learning every single day what it looks like to follow Christ. Um, so before retreat, I was feeling really, um, really lonely at school and within just like Bible study as well, and feeling like I was just kind of in my own thoughts and not really being open about it and not wanting to be open about it. And just like Jonah, I was just scared and I was scared of God and I was not wanting to talk to anybody about it. Um, so yeah, that was before retreat. And then when I got to treat, retreat, I was still fearing a lot of relationships within the body and also as well, I was fearing a lot of relationships at school. I was going to school and not wanting to be there and just wanting to go and get stuff done and then leave and then be with you guys and not with anyone else and as well as my family like my family is lost and I want them to be saved but I just kind of separated my faith from them and is I still am separating my faith from them and I rarely want to share anything with them about how I'm growing and how things are going within my faith so um one of like I think it was the second night um, Dan shared at Jeremiah 1.10, Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Um, and that just kind of rooted up why exactly I was feeling this way. And the Lord had been trying to show me this for a really long time, I think. And just like back to the beginning of being saved, I was feeling like this and just feeling really scared all the time, not wanting to share anything and just feeling comfortable with certain people, but not wanting to share my faith with most people in my life, including my parents. Um, so I just kept asking, like, as retreat was going on, I was like, why do I feel this way? Why am I holding such a high standard to people at school? And why do I feel like I have to be this a certain way at school? 
and not be a certain way here, just feeling connected here and kind of disconnected there. Um, so yeah, so back to Jeremiah 1.10 at the end when he says, well, be not afraid, I am with thee. And I started realizing that God is with me throughout everything and that just like Dylan just spoke about and even Lisa just spoke about that I shouldn't be fearing what these faces that I just met or these friends that I just met are going to think of me because they're thinking of, like if I share the gospel with them, they're not thinking badly about me. They might be putting my face to what I said, but I just know that now um, they're fearing the Lord and they're fearing what he is trying to tell them. And um, yeah, that just stood out and I'm still processing that and still thinking about that, yeah. Um, so another thing that I kept noticing and I kept going back to was Second Timothy 1, 8 through 9, and um, says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an unholy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Um, and I think the last day of retreat, I started realizing that all these fears and all these anxious thoughts and all these insecurities that I had at school was because I wasn't remembering why God put me in this mission field and put me at the Kansas City Art Institute and why exactly he put me there. It wasn't for me to grow as an artist. I mean, that is a really good thing about the Art Institute, but as well as all of these souls that I meet every single day and the purpose that I'm there according to the gospel and I'm there according to God's mission and not my own mission, which it gets really twisted in my head as to why I'm there. And I don't want to carry on every single day and just go to class and just run and try to get away from all of these people that um, I just want to share the gospel with. Um, so, yeah. And I think the next step for me to grow out of this insecurity and these fears is to just really lay my claim on my salvation and trust my salvation and my testimony that it is bigger than I, my mind twists it to be and that God gave me that testimony for a reason um, and to be in this mission field and share that testimony and share my salvation and what that looked like. Um, yeah. And I'm just going to end with James 4, 8, and it says, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Um, just like a lot of people spoke about today, just feeling, I don't know, just really anxious. And then that's like one side of your mind. And then um, also like carrying your salvation and carrying your testimony. Um, yeah. And that God is always, he's always there. And if you draw closer to him, then there's no reason why, um, there's no reason why you should fear those conversations. And I think I'm starting to realize that every single day and as I go on my days, now I know that um, God is always with me and he's always going to be there. And if I keep drawing closer to him, then there is, um, there should be no fear. And even if those fears still come out, that I can realize that God is always with there and that 
I have to build a better relationship with him to not have these insecurities anymore. And when they come back, I know how to deal with them now. So yeah. Okay. Whew. I have notes, but what do you say on your last day in Kaya? <laughs> um, so leading up to fall retreat, uh, the week before we went to Boston and just got to see the field um, that God is just kind of um, burdening me more and more for. And uh, so we were gone for a week in Boston and then came back, quick turnaround, went to fall retreat. Um, and it was just cool uh, to see what God's done. And Kaya, and uh, I'm extra emotional because I was in Boston for a week and a quick turnaround and fall retreat. <laughs> and then Gabby shared her testimony, and I'm just a mess. Um, <laughs> but having uh, Dan there um, was super sweet because um, he was, when I first came to Midtown in 2013, he was my college pastor. And then having Lucy there was super sweet. Because when I first came to Midtown, she was my Bible study leader. And uh, and so kind of what happened with Lucy leaving, it's like what's happening with Gabby and I. And that's like super sweet. And so just the, the whole retreat, I was thinking, wow, God, like, look what you've done. And last night, Dan was texting me and he was like, so how did the retreat feel for you? And he asked, was it nostalgic? And I was like, in a way, like, there were a couple things that were nostalgic, but in a way, Kaya is, like, so big and so new, and, like, God is doing new things here that it kind of wasn't nostalgic in some ways, um, which is exciting and cool, um, and, uh, so, um, yeah, Bible, okay, Jeremiah 1, um, so considering, going to Boston and, um, and like, you know, kind of this transition, uh, in my life, um, over the last several months, this has kind of been where I'm at, uh, and so the first night, Dan, uh, kind of broke down verses four through nine, I'm just going to read them, it says, then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I commanded thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. And, um, so what he was saying in this passage is Jeremiah didn't doubt God's calling. He knew what God was calling him to, uh, but he doubted himself. And a few of us have kind of talked about that. And um, and something that's been sweet, just like, you know, kind of considering this uh, this ministry and what God's done and, like, thinking back on, um, like, first coming into Kaya and, like, um, just how... Uh, 
God used the relationships that I had and like um, the Bible study I was in to uh, show me that one, that my life isn't categorized how I had categorized it before. Um, like my, my whole life is uh, for the ministry of reconciliation now that I'm a child of God. And, uh, and in that, he just like grew uh, my love for his word. And, um, and I think that in this last season, um, just kind of touching on what Lisa was talking about. Oh, Melissa. <laughs> um, can't look at anybody. Just going to look at the lights. Um, um, now I don't even know what I was talking about. Um, just in the busyness of Bible study and like discipleship and uh, all of the things like um, I had fallen out of love with God's word and kind of grown apathetic and uh, and so this retreat was just a, a huge reminder of me to not forsake my first love and to like fall back in love with the word of God and I think everybody that's been up here quoted James 4 8 so you know the verse but says draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you and um yeah so I'm I'm looking forward to that I'm I know that going uh to Boston is going to force me to draw nigh to God uh, I think James 5 talked about this a couple months ago um he was saying you know whenever you're here you have a plethora of fellowship uh with each other and like literally every day of the week I'm with some of you guys <laughs> and uh and that's so sweet, and like, like don't take that for granted. Um, but then once you're there, <laughs> your fellowship, like I have this sweet group of people in the back that I get to have fellowship with, but the majority of my fellowship is going to be just me and the Lord. Like, he will be my main source of fellowship, which should be true here, too. Um, but I'm just excited to... Uh, return back into just like being in love with the word of God and and watching him do this in Boston. Pray for that, please. We hope that today's message encouraged you to follow Christ in his word. For more information about Kaya, for service times and information about our disciple-making ministry, please visit our website at caya.li.com.